Welcome to Hashtag SAP Talks, where each month, your host, David Trites, introduces you to a company that has successfully transformed their business using SAP solutions. Business challenges, best practices, and lessons learned are all revealed. Now, here is your host and moderator, David Trites. Hello, and welcome to another episode of SAP Talks with small and mid-sized businesses. I'm David Trites, and today we're going to be talking about the weather. And I don't mean your local forecast, I mean the impact of climate change and how one young but fast-growing business is helping companies protect themselves from the serious losses bad weather can cause. I have two guests with me today on the podcast. First up is Gabriel Gross, CEO of Mateo Protects, an insurance and reinsurance pro- uh, brokerage firm dedicated exclusively to weather risk management. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, David. And we also have Manju Bansal with us. Manju is Vice President and Global Head of SAP Startup Focus, an accelerator program that helps promising startups in the big data and analytics space develop new applications on SAP technology and accelerate market traction. Thanks for joining, Manju. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, I appreciate both of you guys joining. So, Gabriel, give our listeners a quick overview of Mateo Protect and what it is you guys do. What we do at Meteo Protect is uh, called Weather Index Insurance. We uh, essentially create insurance contracts that indemnify companies uh, for uh, losses of revenues or for uh, additional costs uh, that derive from weather anomalies. What that means is that uh, abnormal weather uh, can have very strong financial consequences on uh, any type of, uh, on many types, I, would, I should say, uh, of businesses. And uh, we give them a uh, financial tool uh, to uh, have protection against that. I see, I see. So, and Manju, tell me a bit about the uh, SAP Startup Focus Program and, and how Mateo Protect got involved. Sure. So Startup Focus is a program that really at the heart of it is about building an ecosystem of innovation for SAP that is powered by the power of startups. So if you think about it, our large customers, and there are 320,000 of the world's most influential companies that are SAP's customers, they have a strong need for innovation on an ongoing basis. We as a company innovate, our close-in partners innovate, Yet there is this outer edge where the cutting edge meets the bleeding edge world that startups reside in, which is where tremendous innovation also happens. But we also know that large organizations are unlikely to buy any solutions from a 10, 20, 30% company. And that's where we come in. We bring these startups in, have them build their innovative next generation solutions on our technology stack, HANA or HCP, for example. We validate those and then we offer them up for sale to our biggest customers. And that's exactly how we bumped into Meteor Protect a couple of years ago, and we've had a tremendous journey with them, taking them through the process, getting them validated, giving them all the exposure from our side at Sapphire and the other industry events, and helping them succeed. Gotcha. Interesting. So, Gabriel, tell me a bit more about this, the impact that climate change is having on companies. You said you know, it spans industries, many different types of companies are impacted, but how big is the mm-hmm. problem? How, how big is the problem, really? Because obviously, you know, climate change is happening. It's real. Polar caps are melting. Sea levels are rising. You know, we get, we're getting terrible, uh, terrible storms that are more intense. We're getting floods as a result and hurricanes and all this stuff. So, so how big is the problem and which industries face the most risk? Well, the, um, 
when we talk about climate change, uh, we really see um, the impact. You know, most most of the people when they talk about climate change, they they speak about how they are causing climate change. Uh, this right. is another story that we we don't we we don't. We don't touch, you know. Uh, uh, we cannot give insurance against the fact that you are going to generate more climate change. Um, what we look at is how climate change is impacting um, the, the, the everyday life of, of businesses, uh, very small businesses, very large businesses. I'll give you, I'll give you a few examples. Um, the, um, the way we measure climate change is uh, by measuring climate variability uh, or volatility, if you want to, uh, to use a different term. Um, what is a uh, very, uh, I mean, clearly proven fact is that over the last 20 years, um, the frequency of weather anomalies, uh, you know, events of totally abnormal weather, has doubled. Right. Uh, meaning that something that used to happen every 20 years now happens every 10 years. Um, ju- just, you know, in terms of how fast uh, and how often you can have abnormal situations. But there is another dimension, which is the intensity of those anomalies. In fact, when uh, this intensity has also doubled over, over the last 20 years, what that means is that when there is let's say, a strange weather, you know, something unexpected. Uh, this, something, this unexpected weather happens twice more often, and when it happens, it's twice as uh, strange uh, or as weird or as, uh, or as extreme uh, as it used to be 20 years ago. Um, this um, evolution in the variability, the unexpectability uh, of climate um, is... Uh, Impacting companies in many, many, you know, in many different ways, we address essentially, I would say, two, two larger markets. The first one is agriculture uh, and, food, and the food industry, and the other one is energy. Uh, in agriculture, when we uh, we talk to farmers, uh, a farmer uh, can typically lose thirty percent, thirty five percent of, uh, you know, his annual revenue. Uh, because, I mean, let's say he's doing uh, wine, uh, you know, if there is frost in the month of April uh, in mm-hmm. Europe or in the U.S., they can lose 30% of their revenue. Uh, if you take, uh, you know, uh, wheat producers or soy producers, uh the same can happen, you know, it's, it's going to be, if you have very high temperatures in the month of June or if you have a very dry month of uh, February, for instance, you, you can have very significant uh, impacts. Those people, uh, you know, farmers, they get a pay, one paycheck a year, you know, and it's at harvest time. They, they, they don't, they, you know, they don't have the same revenue model as, as most of us. And uh, when this happens, if you're losing 30% of what you were expecting, uh, because the weather was tough, um, you know, then, then, then it's a big issue. So this, this is one example. Another example is um, the, uh, of course, the food industry. When you produce, uh, uh, there's a lot of products that are not going to be sold uh, if the weather is not normal, uh, and there's lots of situations also where when they have to buy the commodities to uh, uh, to create their their their, uh, their food products, uh, they sometimes just cannot buy them. Uh, two years ago, um, 
there was a, a major uh, situation, weather situation in Turkey. Uh, Turkey is not very uh, famous for uh, uh, for the food business, but in fact, 80% of the uh, of the walnuts in the world come from Turkey. And, wow. uh, <laughs> Didn't know that. And, and 80% of the production uh, has been uh, has been endangered, and in fact, very significantly reduced, which has had an impact in all the products. And one of them is Nutella, for instance. So, you know, there are lots of products that use uh, nuts uh, that right. have been impacted all, all, all over the world um, just because the weather was very tough. Uh, in Turkey, uh, you know, this is something that people don't know, but uh, the people who are in the business, uh, they do know very, very well. Um, another example is in the energy business. We we um, work a lot with uh, wind farms. You know, people uh, should produce electricity with uh, with the wind, and this is going. This is happening everywhere in the world. We have lots of clients in India, for instance. Uh, we have clients in Germany. We have clients in Spain. In in Belgium. In in, uh, and in the U.S., uh, for, for wind farms, uh, you know, a bad year can be 20% less production than expected, uh, which means that, you know, your, your sales numbers are going to be 20% less than what they, they are supposed to be, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're not going to blow wind uh, uh, manually, you know, uh, with, with a machine uh, into, your, into your wind farm. Uh, <laughs> right. So the only thing that they can do is buy insurance. Uh, the trick is that for wind farms, for farmers, for uh, uh, food producers, for uh, everybody, when they need weather insurance, they need to it. They need it to be very, very precisely customized. Um, the, the the weather needs to be measured on the spot where they produce or where they uh, uh, where they have uh, the, the risk at a very specific period of time in a very different you know in a very specific way. Um, and what we do at MeteoProtect is to create those customized, very, very customized contracts um, that are based on these measurements. Um, and, of course, the reason, uh, I mean, the complexity in, in this is, of course, we, we have the customization of the contract itself, but more uh, important and more complex is the customization of the pricing, because whenever we give a price, let's say to a farmer who needs uh, insurance against frost uh, in the month of April, um, we need to analyze climate change that is happening on his field. Uh, we need to to uh, analyze the way the weather has uh, evolved in the last 30, 40, 50 years, uh, what the trends are, uh, in order to understand what the risk is, uh, because the reinsurers that we work with and who are eventually carrying the, this risk, who are going to take this risk out of the, of the farmer's uh, shoulders, <laughs> but uh, into their balance sheet, uh, needs to have a very precise pricing. And what we do with SAP HANA is exactly that. Analyze the impact of climate change for each uh, of our clients and for each of their contracts um, in order to be able to give the best contract uh, to, to each client. Right. So you have a lot of variables, obviously. I mean, you can't, mm -hmm. you certainly can't predict the weather and it's constantly changing, but you also have a lot of variables on, uh, you know, physical location and other uh, upstream and, and sort of downstream things that impact 
uh, a particular farm or a particular energy company because, like you were saying, that there's a whole there's a whole supply chain that can get impacted, right? If if one thing happens Absolutely. in one part of the world, it's not an isolated thing anymore because we have a global economy, we have global supply chains. Like you said, if if walnuts or any other product in one part of the in, uh, that gets produced in one part of the world is uh, doesn't have a good season, it can impact a lot of companies that use the products down the line. So there's a lot of different companies, a lot of different variables that can be impacted negatively. So when you guys are looking at things and assessing how to um, administer the best type of insurance, you got a lot of you got a lot of data to look at, a lot of factors, right? I mean, so you guys are really like a data and analytics company. Absolutely, we have we have tons of data for 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 each contract. Sometimes uh, we we uh, let's say we analyze the, uh, how the the weather is impacting the sales of soft drinks. Um, in these situations, uh, we look at each uh, for each point of sale uh, of our clients, uh, and there, there can be thousands of them. Uh, and for those, we look at. Every day, uh, the the you know uh, uh, the, the the numbers for each uh, category of products, uh, and based on this, we uh, we create the model, which is the, the risk model. Um, another uh, another aspect is, of course, as you mentioned, the uh, the supply chain. For instance, uh, right now we are working with a European company, which is sourcing commodities from Madagascar, from Indonesia, from Brazil, from, uh, you know, many, uh, many places uh, yeah. around the world. Uh, and, and we need to understand the uh, relationship between all those risks, uh, because at the end of the day, they have a complex uh, supply chain, but they have only one balance sheet and only one P&L, you know, and they want to be able to uh, uh, to control the margin that that's going to uh, to come out of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, Manju, we have a we have a young young startup here that uh, that's tackling a, a a big global problem, right? That's affecting a lot of industries that has a huge market to address. How how is uh, SAP helping such a small company um, analyze all this data and pull everything together and, and and put out pricing models really quickly to help its customers? Uh, you know, so how that works is, David, um, we help Mateo the same way we help a bunch of other startups. Um, we give them, obviously, access to cutting-edge technology, in our case, HANA. It's not enough, of course, to give them just an instance of HANA. They need to be able to use it efficiently and proficiently, and therefore we also give them or assign them, so to speak, a solution architect. He or she is an SAP employee who is a technical expert, and that person's job becomes helping companies like Meteo quickly and productively start building and expediting the development cycles on our technology. Once that is done, we then have a, a team validate what Meteo is doing. Essentially saying, if I was to take you to NSAP's customer, how sure am I that your solution is going to do what you're claiming it does? So right. we, we validate these guys. And once that is done, that's when the real magic starts because that's really where the opportunity for exposure to a vast swath of uh, SAP's customers and our internal field people comes in. And that's also in some ways the, where the wheat gets uh, separated from the chef, so to speak. Because mm -hmm. if you are an SAP field person, you know, I can't keep taking you all kinds of random startups because your time is limited and so is your interest levels. So I need to bring you only the most compelling startups 
that you can then find a home for in your deal cycles that you're currently engaged in with your customers. And that becomes a combination of uh, enabling the right sales motions, enabling the right marketing exposure, creating thought leadership content so people who don't know what this issue is about can become educated, and getting involved uh, people not just in our major Western market, so to speak, but even as um, Gabriel was mentioning, you know, he's got a lot of traction with Indian farmers. So if you can get yep. to the SAP field in India to get involved, that's where it comes in. So the, our ability to help startups comes on multiple fronts, technology, the technical enablement, go-to-market readiness, and then the actual sales motions. So those are the yeah, sort of yeah. four big things. Okay, yeah. So, Ed Gabriel, you know, obviously this this problem, the risk of weather and the impact it has on businesses has been around forever, obviously. But from a, like a technology perspective, would you have been able to create this company 10 years ago or even five years ago with the technology that existed? Or is this... Is the, is the new technology really what's enabled you to, to get this, this company started up? Yeah, well, first of all, I have to say the problem has been around for a while. Uh, it's been worse uh, in the last 20 years, and uh, uh, it is accelerating now. When we started Metal Protect, uh, we tried to understand, well, you know, since the idea is quite simple, you know, helping companies to have protection against the, uh, the impact of uh, abnormal weather, this is something that you, you might expect. Um, now, uh, the, the, you know, we start, we try to understand why <laughs> nobody had, uh, had done that before. And we right. realized that uh, it's true that uh, without uh, amazing, uh, you know, uh, amazingly powerful and uh, and sophisticated tools like what SAP HANA is, is providing us, it would not be possible. Uh, essentially, when we started, we started with other technologies, and um, we, we had hurdles. You know, we had issues with uh, manageability of the, the, the of the data. We had issues uh, with the just the sheer power, you know, computation power of uh, of the technologies we're using, and uh, you know, just just the time. You know, imagine that whenever you know, every time somebody wants uh, a different price, and you know, a client typically is going to ask for ten or twenty simulations before he can uh, zero in on uh, what the good solution is is for him. Um, independently of the size of the client, you know, small client, large client, everybody deserves a very high level of customization. Uh, It it used to take, you know, 10 seconds, 12 seconds to give a price. So how do you manage the, the, you know, the the relationship to the client uh, uh, during those 10, 20 20 seconds and how you get them interested and you keep, you know, uh, um, you you keep them interested you know, uh, uh, acting on the, uh, on the transaction. So with right. SAP HANA, we have divided that by, uh, by eight, I think, uh, or almost 10 sometimes. So uh, it has completely changed the, uh, the, the user experience. And by changing the user experience, and also it has changed a lot in, uh, in our uh, work uh, internally because um, SAP HANA has simplified, very significantly simplified uh, our work of handling all those uh, massive amounts of data. Um, I think it has really made it possible. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like you were saying, you got to keep the clients engaged, right, and interested. And, and a 10 or 20 second delay in today's world is a long time. I know if I'm online and I'm either shopping or I'm, I'm doing a search for information or I'm on a page and if it doesn't load in in, in one or two seconds, I'm probably going to go to a different site or I'm going to go to a, you know, a, a different place to find what I need. So like, like you were saying, you got you to gotta keep your clients engaged uh, and, uh, and active, otherwise they're going to go somewhere else. And if they're, so they got to walk me through the, the, the simulations that they have to do and how they do it. Do they, do they go online to your webpage or do they have an app where they pull up um, a stream and there's different variables that they can input as far as, you know, if they're a farmer, like where they're located and what types of risks they, they're facing. And, and how, so how does it work and how do they get different pricing scenarios presented to them? Well, it, it very much depends on, you know, the, the, the type of clients. When we talk to large industrial clients, of course, it's our sales people who are in front of them and uh, who, who do the work uh, uh, directly on the, on the professional tools, I would say, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty similar. And we need farmers. They connect. Uh, they connect to our website, or in fact, usually to the website of our partners, which can be insurance companies, or which can be banks, or which can be uh, uh, cooperatives, uh, depending on you know, the, the country and the organization. Um, and they select all the parameters. I mean, we have prepackaged products, of course, uh, for, for each uh, type of crop and for each country, uh, but they select the products and they, they change the parameters. Uh, they always, uh, you know, they want to have the products refined and tailor-made uh, to, to their needs. So uh, whenever they change one parameter, all the calculation needs to be redone. Uh, and, you know, that's why the, uh, the, uh, the speed and the power uh, is extremely important. Right. right, and right. then and then they can buy it online essentially. Okay, and mind you, is this um, the SAP HANA? Uh, can it be run uh, on premise in the cloud, or how? What's what's the best situation here for companies like Matteo Protect? So the so- short answer is yes, yes. So uh, <laughs> essentially, we give you an option on to run HANA on the uh, Amazon cloud. We give you. You can do uh, HANA on-prem. You can do HANA as a as a virtualized machine. You can do HANA Express, which is the cleaner, smaller, download imprint version of HANA. Uh, of course, now with the emergence of HCP, the HANA Cloud Platform, that option also opens up. So there are lots of ways in which startups can get engaged. And I think at the end of the day, what it boils down to is, what is the fundamental problem that the startup is trying to solve? And what is the impact it has on the enterprise. If the impact is big enough and the problem size is big enough, as in Mateo's case, of course, then I think that becomes a fantastically good startup for us to engage with and, and start building with them. Right. Okay. Gabriel, so the companies that you're dealing with, your, your clients, do they have risk managers that have been dealing with this kind of stuff before in the past? Or are you working directly with individual farmers or both? Well, it, you know, it very, very much depends. We have farmers, and then we deal with them. I would say essentially, you know, uh, uh, the, the 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 managers, um, and we have some very large uh, industrial companies. We sometimes uh, deal with the risk managers, sometimes with the uh, supply chain and procurement uh, people, uh, sometimes with the CFOs, sometimes with the CEOs. What we bring is quite uh, strategic uh, for, for our clients and, you know, independently of, uh, 
uh, of the size because uh, when you have, for instance, now we're working with uh, an energy utility here uh, in, in a Latin Europe country, um, uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, for, for one of the countries, for instance, that we work with, of course, we, we can never disclose the names of our clients, so that's why. Sure. Um, uh, but for one country, the, 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 the turnaround uh, that they have, the sales are $1 billion, $1 billion roughly. Um, out of those $1 billion sales, um, their margin uh, is roughly uh, $150 million, and uh, their profit is, their profit of $150 million can be totally wiped out by the weather anomaly wow. because the weather risk is $200 million. Okay, so they can move from one billion to eight hundred uh, million. They can lose two hundred million uh, while their profit is one hundred fifty. So they can lose more than their profit margin. Right, um, and in this case, I can tell you that we did. We, we worked directly with the with the CEOs, of course. Yeah, that's huge impact. <laughs> yeah, huge impact. <laughs> Definitely a risk that needs to be mitigated for sure. So where are you? Where are you guys pulling in most of your your data? You obviously have tons of data from different sources. You're pulling it from weather services. Where do you get all the information? Well, we, we have partnerships with the, with the weather services, with the national meteorological offices in, in uh, different countries. Uh, we uh, have lots of data that's coming from satellites. Um, and now we are starting to pull data also from... I would say other types of equipments. Uh, you know that's the big, uh, um, the big thing about the, this Internet of Things. Uh, for instance, uh, for the wind farms, we pull the data directly from the turbines themselves right. because they have equipment that measure the the, the wind. Uh, so we are pulling the data directly uh, from the equipment uh, on the spot, um, uh, which uh, is very. Uh, reassuring, I would say, for, 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 for the clients and, of course, very efficient for us. And which yeah. is increasing the number of the, the number of the amount of data. So uh, that is always good for SAP. Yeah, like the Internet of Things, uh, interesting that you brought that up. I mean, that's a, a very big subject these days. A lot of information mm-hmm. coming from a uh, <laughs> vast number of sources. And I would assume that that's definitely going to impact uh, you and your business greatly as the, as the number of devices and, and things be, you know get outfitted with sensors and can provide information about weather and, and uh, climate changes and things like that, that's going to be a huge advantage for you guys. It is a huge advantage. It's also a huge amount of, uh, of work because we have to always uh, do a lot of quality control on the data uh, yeah. because uh, at the end of the day, we're going to pay. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to indemnify our clients uh, based on that. So it needs to be very accurate uh, and very uh, auditable and demonstrable. Um, but indeed, uh, all these uh, all these new uh, all these new sources of data uh, that come from this Internet of Things very very promising. Yeah, and so you're bringing all that data in. You're putting it in Hana. You guys and are you guys running in the cloud or are you running on premise? Yeah, we're running on the cloud. We also have a version on premise on the virtual machine, but everything that we do in production is on the cloud. So we uh, we can very easily uh, 
uh, scale up. Uh, that was a very big concern for us because uh, when you have massive amounts of data and when you know you have very demanding clients, uh, you need to be able to scale up very fast. And with SAP HANA, it's uh, very very efficient. Right, right. So, what would you say is the the largest impact that SAP HANA has had on your on your business? Uh, really, there are two, uh, I would say, two dimensions. The first one is the, the technical dimension. Uh, uh, with SAP HANA, we've been able to uh, uh, manage massive amounts of data and scale up uh, very, uh, very easily uh, without having to put in place, you know, huge teams of people who are just uh, taking care of the servers, etc. This is being done by SAP HANA and very efficiently. And also, of course, it has increased the the, um, the the time uh, the compute it has improved the the, the computing uh, time which is for us a very big issue uh, yeah. but also uh, on the commercial uh, side um, leaving aside the, the fact that you know being part of the SAP startup pro, uh, focus program has uh, in fact provided us with the luxury of uh, having, uh, you know, uh, the, the support uh, and the services uh, from the, the experts that uh, Manju was mentioning, you know, uh, uh, the SAP uh, data architects uh, who have helped us structure and organize our uh, our data and, uh, and the way we use HANA, um, the people who have validated and certified, in fact, our uh, our solution. Now we, we have the... Uh, um, certification from from ACP, which means that our clients know that it is uh, powered by ACP HANA and that it is certified by ACP, uh, which is a very strong, uh, very reassuring, very strongly reassuring. Uh, I would say component to to uh, to our uh, our image, and as Manjo was uh, was mentioning, of course there is the uh, all the uh, commercial and marketing uh, support that we are getting from ACP, which is uh, giving us exposure to the you know the I would say virtually all of the potential clients that we can have, uh, and all, all, all the bigger ones um, anywhere on the planet. So it is a very, very strong support. Yeah, excellent idea. There are many large companies around the world running SAP, and I'm sure a lot of them are your mm-hmm. your clients. You know, um, so that's great. Sounds like a, you guys have uh, developed quite a, a good partnership. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, Manju um, and Gabriel, I just wanted to thank both of you guys for joining the uh, podcast today. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, David. Was, Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it was great talking to you. And Gabriel, I I wish you guys you know all the best with your uh, with growing your business. It's certainly uh, uh, a great thing that you guys are doing, and, and many many companies around the world uh, are going to benefit greatly from what you guys are doing. Um, as you said, the impact as climate change is is uh, is making a greater impact and happening more frequently, and the you know things are getting more serious all the time. So I think. Uh, what you guys are doing is, is great to help companies balance the risk and make sure they stay in business. We don't want, we certainly don't want all that great French wine that uh, comes over to uh, stop being produced, right? Because they had a frost in France and lost their grapes. <laughs> we are taking care of the French wine. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I'm all right. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks to you guys both. And uh, with that, we conclude another episode of SAP Talks. Thanks for listening, everyone. 
You've been listening to Hashtag SAP Talks with David Trites. To learn more about SAP Small and Midsize Enterprises Solutions, visit sap.com forward slash SME. The best run businesses run SAP. 